Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. Well, our theme this year in 2022 has, has been Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these other things in life will just be added to you. Well, we're, we're now coming to the end of the year. So how are we doing? Are we seeking first? Are we, is this becoming uh, in our consciousness, in the front of our mind? The order of, of a person's priorities. The, the organization of a person's priorities really tells who that person is. It's not a profession of faith, as so many think it is. It's a possession of faith. Anybody can say anything. It's how do you live your life? You're possessing your faith. We all say Jesus is our priority. Well, is, it, is he? Is he our priority? I looked up in the dictionary the dip definition of the word priority. And it means proceeding in time. Priority means proceeding in order of importance. What is the order of your importance to what we do each day? The fact is, we're all busy. We're all very busy. The truth is, we're all very tired. And the older you get, the more your busyness makes you more tireder. And we're all more tireder. And we all get up at our age, and it's probably easier to say what's not hurting than it is to go through the list of things that are hurting. Terry said, how do you feel? Well, what part of me are you asking about? Well, that's just the way we live. We're, we're tired and we're busy and we're... The question is, what do you take time for? Stop saying, I need to make time for that. God handled that. God made time. Okay, so you don't make time for anything. God made time. What do you and I take time for? What is our priority. Regardless of how busy you are or how tired you are, regardless of I don't feel good, there are things that you don't miss. There, there are some things that you do. How, no matter how you feel, you're there. I, it didn't matter how I felt, I didn't miss the birth of my first child. I didn't call up the hospital to tell Terry I don't feel real good today. I'm not going to come up there right now I, maybe next week but I put a vacation with some friends on my calendar and I'll be there that's what I've marked that off and that's what we're going to do and if you notice nothing comes up nothing because I don't let something come up because this is a priority I took time and did this the title today is Seek first the kingdom of God. That's our priority. God knew you and I probably weren't capable of getting our priority straight. So let me just give you your priority. God and my wife are a lot the same. Here's your priority today. 
God says, here is your priority today. Seek first the kingdom of God. This is why we devoted 2022 to this being our focus, because the truth is, our priorities get off. They just do. I get my priorities straight in the morning, and by 9 o'clock, I'm off. I'm making, I'm, come on, we just, our priorities get off. Every man goes to work when one of his kids doesn't feel good. Every man goes to work when one of his kids is running a little fever. But don't let a kid not feel good on Sunday morning because he just couldn't make it to church because, you know, they were, Susie Q didn't feel good. So the whole family stayed home. Our being on time at work is much more of a priority than us being on time to church. Now, you didn't go to the hospital on Saturday to visit your relative because you went fishing. But you went on Sunday morning to visit your, well, I didn't make it to church. Were we? Well, so-and-so was in the hospital. You know, we had to go visit them. Well, they were in the hospital Saturday and they were in the hospital Monday. But we had to go on Sunday to the hospital to visit. See, it's a priority. It's just a priority. When we set something as a first, a priority, then nothing comes up around it and when it does come up I'll handle I'll be back from church at one o'clock then I'll do it I'll be back tomorrow then I can make that see when we set something as a priority when the phone rings we say I can't do that now I will do that later but when it's not a priority well I didn't come to your house last night like I said I would because someone called and I had to go well something well my dog got sick you know you tell Pooch, you just hang in here, and if you're still alive when I get back, then I'll take you to the hospital. Right now, Poochie, you're on your own because I'm going to go do this. See, we, we, we don't do something, and we do something because it's priority. It's, it's, uh, and, and God knew we were going to get all fouled up in this. Here's your priority. In case you can't get this straight, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first in everything you do throughout your day. Make sure you're seeking first the kingdom of God. See, our lifestyle, our lifestyle of a Christian has his kingdom first. See, there, to live in his kingdom, there is a lifestyle. And so we pursue that first. I'm trying to make a sale right now. And I need to sell this horse desperately but I choose to be honest above making the sale. See, that's seeking first the kingdom of God. Because if I lie, I can get another couple of thousand dollars out of this horse. But I'm, in this moment, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. And so that lifestyle is one of honesty. And I'm going to take that road before I take this road. That's what seeking first the kingdom of God is all about. I want to satisfy my flesh. I get that. It feels good. I want to do it. I want to satisfy my flesh. But I choose a moral, godly lifestyle above. I want to. I desire to. This would feel good. But see, I seek first a moral, godly road. See, that, that's seeking first. The king. Getting what I want is very important to me. But my priority is living a right attitude 
See, live it. And so I choose, seek first the kingdom of God. And that's what we've been talking about this year, that we seek first the kingdom of God. And when we do, I sell plenty of horses and I make plenty of money. See, the sale will take care of itself, and I don't have to lie about a single one. See, you, you get the job. Some of the jobs you didn't get because you didn't lie about it, but you got plenty of jobs, and you were blessed along the way. The money will just come. If you will seek first the kingdom of God, then this stuff will take care of itself each moment of your day. For Terry and I, paying our tithe, giving our offering is a priority for us. Last Sunday, I spoke in Dallas. We were out of state last week because we were ministering down there. And today, there are two checks in the offering basket. Because whether I'm here or whether I'm not here, that's a priority for us. That every single week, we're going to pay our tithe and give our, well, you know, money is tight. Money's tight for all of us. Well, I was out of town last week. Well, I've, a lot of us have to be out of town for different reasons but here is where we see God doing something in children's life. Here's where we see God doing something in teenagers' lives. And we're going to fund that with the paying of our tithe and the giving of our offering. And whether we're here or not, whether we're sick or at home in bed running a fever or whatever, you can know we're not going to get caught robbing God. Because, see, we've made that a priority for us. We do kingdom business first. That's a priority. When you seek first the kingdom of God, there is power to live your life. And, the, and here's what I want you to know. The kingdom of God is not in word. It's not in a bunch of religious talk, but it is in, help me, power. See, it is in power. Now, difficulties come throughout our day. We live in a fallen world and we all experience many hurts and pains and disappointments and difficulties. Some do, and you can go to drugs, you can go to alcohol to numb you out over the hurt or the pain, but there's no power in that to help you overcome that difficulty. See, there's no power in that. You can make more money and you can have a house here and a house there and a new car here and a new car there, and that's all fine. There's no power in that to overcome your insecurities or your hurts or your pains. See, there's power in the kingdom of God. Power comes along with honesty, integrity, self-control, living a life pleasing to the Lord. Power enables you to overcome the difficulties in life. Seeking first, the kingdom of God gives you power to live your daily life. Christianity is not a philosophy. It's not one of many world religions. It's not an idea that mankind invented. Romans chapter 1 says Christianity is the power of God unto your salvation. You don't save yourself. You, you don't save yourself. Here, Christians don't tell what they've done. Christians tell what God did. Here's what God did. Here's what God did in my life. When God showed up, here's where I was, and now here's where I am because here's what God did. See, read Acts. Read Peter. Read Paul. They're not ever given any philosophies or any ideas. Here's what God did. I mean, I was going my road. I was just going down to Damascus Road. 
I just going around, you know, doing some good things, killing Christians and that kind of stuff. And then God, I mean, a light just comes from heaven. Here's what God did. See, it's, it's not in word, but it's in a power to save your stinking life. Christianity, apart from anything else in the world, has been the greatest civilizing force that the world has ever known. We talk about being civil or a civilizing force. Christianity turned a pagan, uncivilized, barbaric world into a civilized world. Jesus dominates history of the world in power. Now, this is not just an idea. I'm just telling you, look at history and study the beginnings of a few things I want to talk about. Here's what I want you to know. The Native Americans were barbaric tribes, sacrificing their children, eat cannibals, eating their children, constant raids and wars among tribes, animalistic, barbaric, until Christianity came to the new world. Oh, Tim, now hold on. Don't, don't go down that road. Never judge Christianity by imperfect people who made all kinds of mistakes. The atrocities that were done, the mistakes that were made are horrific. But people judge Christianity by the fact that God uses imperfect people. Imperfect people, God has to use, and they do horrible things. They do all kinds of atrocities. They do things that should have never happened, but you don't judge Christianity. If you're going to look at Christianity, look at what Jesus did, not what people have done. Now, when Jesus came into America, the Protestant Reformation, the Evangelical Reformation, the the, um, uh, Methodist revival, when that came into a civilization, the effects of Christianity are incalculable of what it does in a world. It was Christianity that created the interest and the pursuit of education. It wasn't caveman. You read all of the founding statements of the schools. Go back, because they're not just front and center, but you go back because they're easy to find. Harvard, Princeton, Yale, the major colleges that were the first ones to be built in the United States back east, and every one of their foundational statements by the founders of that college was to train ministers of the gospel for the furtherance of the kingdom of God in a new world. That's what built education. That's where the desire for education comes from. I can tell you, caveman don't want to go to school. You can know that. That comes from the power of Jesus in somebody's life. Here is a copy, a reprint of the New England Primer, the textbook in America. Not only was it the first school textbook in America, it was the school textbook in America for 240 years. It was the textbook. Now, back then, everybody in the school didn't have a backpack full of books to go to school with. The teacher had a book, and here's what she taught the class out of. You open your day, lessons for children. Pray to God, love God, fear God, 
serve God, take not God's name in vain, do not swear, do not steal. This was the morning lesson that teachers opened the school day with. All right, now students, we're going to learn our alphabet today. The letter A. Everybody say A. In Adam's fall, we sinned all. Okay, B. Heaven to find the Bible mind. C. Christ crucified for sinners died. And you go all the way through the alphabet. For 240 years, this is what we instilled in every child in America as they went to education. Whether it was first, second, third, if they went up to the eighth grade, here was the textbook for that school. All right, class, let's move to our alphabet. Now we're going to learn the ABCs. A, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. B, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therein. C, so we're learning the alphabet. C, come unto Christ, all ye labor and are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. We wanted to instill Every child that grew up in America was going to learn, and here is what we did to teach them. Okay, let's move to the next class, spelling. Here are our spelling words for today. Adam, Abel, Abraham, Caleb, Christopher, Daniel, James, Joseph, Jeremiah. There's all of our spelling words for class. Come on. Founding fathers and this nation understood the value of a biblical worldview for our society to operate in. And you, were, you, you went to school, and here is what you learned in school. See, Jesus is not a philosophy that needs updating as culture progressive. Jesus is the power to change an individual's life, thus change the civilized world. And all of education taught, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God in everything you do. It's Jesus that changes the sin nature of mankind. Colossians 3 talks about you don't live sexually immoral like a dog, like a cow, just having sex with whatever would stand still. Evil desires, greedy, anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Put those off. Now, put on tenderhearted, mercy, kindness, humility, and forgive one another. Christianity is the only place you're going to read that. You're, that's, uh, Christianity tells you don't live out the desires of the flesh. I get it. You want to bust this guy's nose right now. I understand that, but don't do what you want to do. Forgive that person. That creates a civilization that's not barbaric. And that's what Christianity does for a world because it's not in word it is in power and schools every person in America grew up being taught a biblical minded lifestyle and in doing so we created the greatest nation that the world has ever known 
the safest nation the world's ever known, the most prosperous nation the world has ever known. There are more copyrighted inventions that's come out of America than all of the rest of the world put together. What's come out of America is shocking. Why? Because the infusion of Christianity in every human being in America, starting with our children. This nation was established as in the whole world this is going to be one nation that's under God that the whole world and they got all kinds of stuff going on but here is going to be one nation that is under God and in God we're going to trust and everybody in this world to make it you got to have money and on every coin it says in God we trust printed because this is one nation that's going to trust God See, Christianity, it gave interest and it created health care. All of your first hospitals were the Baptist hospital, the Methodist hospital. They were all hospitals created from Christian-based organization. You don't ever see the Buddha Cancer Research Center. You don't ever see the Muslim Heart Hospital. That's not there. Christianity creates a desire to help people in their health. Christianity takes care of the poor. You don't see other religions caring for the poor in its civilization. It's a Christian nation that cares for the poor. Christianity, above everything else, is the influence that elevates women. Outside of Christianity, women are drugged by their hair, they're traded as pieces of property, and they're treated less than a man's animal. Worldwide, Christianity is what elevates women to the place that they are. Christianity is not an idea of mankind. It is the power of God on people's lives. It's the power to change an entire civilization. The power of the gospel of Jesus is incalculable. This isn't really a sermon today. It's kind of a world history class there's no argument if you open mind study history what changed from caveman living like animals to educated kind sharing self-controlled fruit-bearing hard-working people what causes that change it's the power of the gospel it's the power of the gospel infused in lives where did the idea of education first come from? Where did the idea of the first hospitals come from? You don't go and look. Still today, any world crisis, any world crisis, tsunami, hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, earthquakes, any world crisis, it is Christian organizations that rush to the aid of that nation. And what is mind-boggling, nations that we are in war with, nations that we don't even agree with their government, you let an earthquake hit and we're flying planes, dropping food to hungry people. That only comes from Jesus. That only comes from his influence in a society. It's the Red Cross that shows up when a civilization is in need, and you got to know that. Well, all religions are about the same. No, they're not even close to the same. They're not even in not, no. It's just not. When individuals don't seek first, 
God's kingdom. Lust takes over. The desire of money, the desire of power, the desire of prestige takes over. The desire for revenge takes over. It takes over the tribe. It takes over the state. It takes over the providence. And it takes over the nation. And the end result is barbaric, ruthless, lawless civilization. What sinful man is capable of is shocking. To round up and herd millions of people into a gas chamber for power is shocking. It's shocking what human nature is capable of, and it's only Jesus. It's only Jesus that brings a change that stops that. For over 200 years in schools, this was instilled and trained in education. There's power in a society that seeks first the kingdom of God. It handles stealing, lying, cheating, rape, murder. It will change a civilization. Think how nice it would be to live in a society where everybody sought first the kingdom of God. Now, think about what it's going to be to live in a society when we've totally removed God and nobody in society is seeking first. What's that going to look like? The only reason stealing is okay for a thief is because everybody else is biblically minded and doesn't steal from him. Wow, stealing's all right. I mean, what's wrong with it? What's wrong? Well, let somebody come over and steal all of your stuff. Then you're mad and calling the police. You can't steal from me. See, looting and breaking out windows is fine until they show up at your house and start looting and breaking out windows. Then it's not fine all of a sudden. See, your sin is only okay as long as you're the one enjoying it and participating in it. See, rape is okay until somebody wants to rape you. See, that person, I shot them, I put a cap in them. Well, murder is okay until somebody wants to put a cap in you. See, we enjoy sin to the degree that everybody else lives a biblical, godly life. Is that making sense to you? But all of those leading our nation down a path of giving in to the lust of the flesh, what are you going to do when the whole nation buys into that? And that's what we all do. Where is that going to leave us? It's only by seeking first the kingdom of God that produces a civilized existence. Well, Tim, I know good people that are not Jesus people. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop just a minute. Define good for me. Well, good people. I, I get that. Define good. Well, I know people. They don't cheat. They don't steal. They don't rape. They don't child molest. That's what makes them good. Where did all that come from? What, where was the original thought, don't steal, don't murder, don't bear false witness. Where did those thoughts? They didn't come from a barbaric society. What makes a, well, Tim, I know good people that aren't Jesus people. What makes a person good is that he is in adherence to the things of God. Now, whether you admit that or not, but you are seeking, see, right now, I want to hit you in the face. 
but I don't do what my sin nature tells me. I put that down and I forgive you. See, I am seeking first the kingdom of God instead of living like my flesh wants to. When a good person does something good, then they have put down their inner flesh. That's why they're a good person. So whether you identify that as Jesus or not, that's where that infusion comes from. What makes a man or a woman good? It's their flesh is crucified, their flesh is put down, and they wanted to hit, they wanted to cuss, they wanted to steal, they wanted to cheat, their flesh wanted to do, and they said, no, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to act like this, then they're a good person. Where did that come from? The infusion of Christianity in a society. And that's what we've got to understand. Good people don't lie to make the sale. They chose honesty above the sale. See, good people don't cheat to get ahead. They chose being good over cheating to get ahead. Good people don't carry out perverted sexual desires that are wrong. That's what makes them a good person. They seek First, above other things, the kingdom of God. When you seek first the kingdom of God, then here's what you can know. Money will just be added to you. More jobs will just be added to you. Blessings will just come your way. Good things will just happen to you. Christianity is not good advice. Christianity is not a religious idea. It is the power of God unto salvation. Now, the blueprint or the picture for us of our salvation is spelled out in the Old Testament, explaining to us how life is going to work in the New Testament. The picture we have is God's people were enslaved in Egypt. They could do nothing for themselves. They were helpless. They were held captive against their will. And God raised up a deliverer, and through a series of supernatural miracles, he defeated their captor, and God brought them out of slavery by his mighty right hand. Helpless, he fed them, he got water to them, and he directed their life to a life of blessings. Then, as we look at our picture God sent an angel, and he announced to Mary, this is impossible. This can't happen. See, it's impossible. Mankind is enslaved in sin. When an angel comes and makes his announcement to Mary, she says, it's impossible. And what did he say? The Holy Spirit. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. You didn't do anything for this. You didn't do anything for this. The power of God overshadowed mankind. See, Christianity is not a religious idea. It is the demonstration of the power of God in our lives. Christianity is not a teaching. It is a recorded historical event. And it says, this is what God has done. It's not, this is what I believe. The preaching of the gospel is not an invitation to a spiritual journey. 
Your salvation is a historical event that has been recorded in history. And we are four weeks away from the celebration of that historical event. The deliverer was promised for 4,000 years. And he arrived in person, in a stable, in Bethlehem, a little baby, in a manger, God in the flesh. Came to do for man what man could not do for himself. We were held captive and held in bondage to sin. We were forced to do what our sin nature told us to do. We lived under the dictates of the flesh. But a little baby came and God, in the form of human, came on earth. And he did so by dying on a cross and then being raised from the dead, delivered us by defeating our captor. And now he is reconciling the world to him. Our priority in life, in case you don't know what your priority is, here it is. Here it is. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. In everything you do, don't put your carnal nature first. Don't let your carnal desires come above God. Seek first living in your heart with integrity. Seek first to be honest. Seek first to be morally godly. Seek his will being done in your life. And when you do, you can just watch anxiety leave. When you seek first the kingdom of God, watch your depression just leave. See, it's the power of God. When you seek first the kingdom of God, watch your anger just dissipate. Watch your hate just leave. When you seek first the kingdom of God, Jesus brings the power to change your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and watch what happens in you. God wants you blessed. God wants you happy. God wants you living the abundant life. And here's what I want you to know. It does not come by giving into the desires of the flesh, giving into the urges of your human nature. Well, Tim, I was just born this way. Absolutely, we all were born this way. Nobody teaches a one-year-old to throw a temper tantrum. Nobody teaches a two-year-old to grab a toy and take it away from another. We're all born with wrong desires. The fact that you were born this way, I get that. We're all born with wrong desires. Nobody taught you that. But what separates a barbaric, animalistic society is when people seek first the kingdom of God above those natural-born instincts in life. People seeking first the kingdom of God opens the pathway to God's blessings in your family, in your home, in your life, and in your business. The truth is, when I seek God first in my dealing with somebody, I leave that situation happy, glad, fulfilled. When I don't, I'm dealing with somebody and I let my flesh take over, I leave that hating myself, mad at myself, angry with myself. See, there are rewards and benefits in life to you seeking first the kingdom of God. Your life will greatly benefit if you seek first the kingdom of God and let all this other stuff be added to you.
Y'all stand. Lord, today we realign our priorities. Forgive us for letting our priorities just get off. We just let our priorities get away from us. We put our focus and our attention in the wrong place. And today, Lord, we realign our priorities and we seek first your kingdom, your will in my life. We honor you today and we put you first. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.